I do love books. The library. It's been closed forever, but uh, things are changing now. Maybe they need a librarian. Greetings from Storybrook. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And this is a podcast all about how our lives got flipped, turned upside down. Oh, I want no. you to sit a minute. Just no. take a minute. You're not sit even right doing there. it right. You're not even doing it right. And I'm going to tell you how we went from the Enchanted Forest to Storybrook on Once Upon a Time on ABC, which is what this podcast is actually about. I'm sorry for him. <laughs> I'm really, he just, he's crazy. I think I think that's probably going to be that's like the top tier opening of this show ever. I think we'll be good. So this week in Once Upon a Time, <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry, oh. I thought you were going into the. Oh uh... no, I was just trying to stop you. <sighs> you got to ruin my fun, don't you? I do. Anyway, um, this week in Once Upon a Time, Anne-Marie will tell us about it, and I won't stop her because I'm polite. Yes, but you wrote some really corny words for me. All right. This week, Killian Jones gets hooked on Mrs. Rumpelstiltskin. Well, back in Storybrooke, Mr. Gold rings a bell. <clears throat> Charming takes over as Storybrooke's sheriff, and Cora meets up with a friend for a day at the beach. Alliances form and bonds are broken in this week's episode, The Crocodile. Yes, the crocodile. It's a rumple centric episode, which Lots I personally love. I rumple is my my favorite character, of right, course. Right, right. Is and I do enjoy a good bell. The the whole rum bell situation <laughs> is entertaining, interesting. It, ha- it has a nicer ring to it than like a benefer. Oh, really? I forgot about the benefer. You forgot about benefer? I think I tried to block out ago. the benefer. I wonder. I wonder if benefer will ever show up on Once Upon a Time. That fabled couple. <laughs> well, they are mythical. <laughs> okay, well, uh, this I week's guess points. Yes, yes, let's let's get into the talk about the episode. If you haven't seen the episode, why are you listening to this? Because in the episode description, I put that it was about the crocodile episode. Come on, yeah. guys, go watch it, catch up, and then come back and yell at your MP3 player about what we're talking about. <laughs> Okay, so okay. I, I I wanted to start off with talking about what well, in the in this episode we get to see a lot of the background of what actually happened with Rumpelstiltskin's wife before he became the Dark One, <laughs> and <laughs> and it ba- basically um, she left him for Captain Hook and he presumed her dead because Captain Hook told him she was dead, and then she shows back up. But the thing that really got me about it is. He didn't really seem so upset about losing her. He he seemed more upset about having to tell his son. So my question is, did he ever actually really love her at all? Because even when he's reaching into uh, Hook's chest to pull out his heart mm-hmm. and she shows up and she's like, no, don't. He he says, so that's the power of true love, implying that he never he has never felt love before. Oh, I see that. I can totally see that. I mean, it's definitely all for Bay. Yeah. It's definitely all for Bay, especially when he wouldn't even, like, I know he's a coward, main point of the entire episode, (laughs) every story involving Rumpel, you're a coward, but 
he doesn't even try to fight for her when given the opportunity. Not even remotely. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, pick up the sword. Even if you're not going to use the sword, pick it up. Instead of going, please, sir, what do I tell my boy? Like, it, w- <laughs> it was definitely all for Bay. Yeah. He just wanted Bay to have his mommy. Mm-hmm. Every little kid should have their mommy. Yeah, and, you, you know, there weren't a lot of scenes, and they really didn't. There there was, like, one line touching on the history between Mila and Rumpel. But you could you could definitely tell, you know, they were two small-town kids who kind of... Uh, they just sort of ended up together. Yeah, yeah, maybe he knocked her up or something. Yeah, I bet it happened. <laughs> ah, Rumpel. Oh, he's a rascal. <laughs> Rascally Rumpel. So... Going off of that, going into Storybrooke, um, at the beginning of the episode, we see um, Rumpel downstairs spinning the straw into gold, and Belle wakes up in the middle of the night from a terrible dream. I have no idea what that was. I was in the middle of talking, and then he puts on a musical. Anytime we mention Belle, I am going to try and play the theme song from the CBS Saturday morning show, Sing Me a Story with Belle. That's horrible, because all of my points this week are Belle. Excellent. Excellent. I don't well, wanna... who, who wouldn't love that song? It's a very sweet song, and it was a very good show where Belle was basically working in a library. Hi, can I continue with my point now? Go ahead and continue with your point. What I was saying is Rumple is down in the basement spinning straw into gold and using that gold to do mini magic spells and stuff. And Belle, after waking up from that terrible dream, sees him doing that and is completely confused because she has no idea that he's even been practicing any magic because she asked him not to. So... Like And then in the morning, when he comes in, she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm making breakfast. Hmm, eggs and orange juice, yes. And she's like, no, downstairs, I saw you doing magic. And he's like, oh, that's nothing. Don't worry about that. It's nothing. Was she more upset that he was doing magic or that he wasn't telling her the truth about what was going on? I think it's because... He just wasn't telling the truth. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, they, they definitely made a point of that in the episode where Charming stresses further that that's... down, Further down the episode. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. It's okay. Didn't mean to step on what you want to discuss later. No, in that's totally fine. <laughs> um, but then she does stomp out. And mm-hmm. is it the end of Rumble? <laughs> Rumble. Rumble. Well, I, I, uh, you know, towards the end of the episode, he, he does come clean with her a little bit. At least we finally find out. I really like that, yeah. We, we, well, we get confirmation on why he created the curse in the first place. Right. And we also get confirmation on, yes, if he crosses the line, he's pretty sure that he will lose his memory, even though he had his story, or uh, sorry, Enchanted Forest memories the entire time Storybrooke was in existence. Right. Which I always thought, you know, because... Maybe because he was always still Rumpel and just calling himself Mr. Gold. Maybe if he stepped across that line, he'd be okay. But this kind of implies that he's pretty sure that... He's uh, pretty sure. No, he'd, yeah. he'd become Mr. Gold for realsies. 
<laughs> for reals, he's not for play play. <laughs> okay, I, you mentioned Bell's Dream, and I, I wanted to touch on that for a second. One, it really excited me to see full-on Rumple in Storybrooke. Yeah. I really hope that becomes a thing. Right. Because it, it, it was just, you know, really cool to see him, you know, in modern clothes, but still that same old evil Rumple. I, right. I loved it. And two, when did Belle meet Grumpy? Because Grumpy was in the dream. Um, I mean, he's around town. Yeah, Not but she, she hasn't. Really goes yeah, anywhere. she hasn't been around town. Yeah, she hasn't even been to she's, Granny's. Yeah, she's been out in the woods. She doesn't know what a she, cheeseburger is. Well, she's been is. in the hospital, out in the woods, in Mr. Gold's shop, and at Mr. Gold's house. And I that's about know. it. But for all, I mean, it could just be stories. Yeah, I mean, well, one thing I was thinking is that it, it might lead one to believe that there might be a story left for Belle flashback in fairy tale land there involving grumpy or the dwarves there's gotta be she's gotta have more in the back mm-hmm. she's gotta have definitely more yeah but that that dream sequence was great though because it kind of just it, it it started out very nice and he's giving her this it's gift fabulous and... a night on the town <gasps> boom in comes grumpy <laughs> and uh gold shows his true colors of course of course as always so another thing that we see um, Rumple do throughout the episode is what has come to be called the heart trick, <laughs> yanking people's hearts out of their chests. So I'm going to guess he's the one who taught Cora and Regina both how to do the heart trick mm-hmm. since they're the only other people we've seen do it. So it's definitely dark magic. Yeah. Of course, because ripping a heart out of somebody's chest is not a positive thing. But... You know, is that just something that came with being the dark one or like how do, how do you just learn to just yank somebody's heart out of their chest? Well, yeah, I, I definitely say it was probably mainly related to him being, you know, the dark one, the all powerful dark one in, in fairy tale land. Although it does kind of make me think that we're going to see him show that trick, yeah. uh, you know, later on, which which will be really cool. I imagine like a training sequence like, with there him has and to Regina, be something yes a little you know bit where more. they're running up the steps i want to see him training and... cora <laughs> i want to see that flashback mm-hmm. because i mean he taught her too we all know, we've seen enough i think of the regina mm-hmm. because she basically got it from both of them but i think seeing him train cora and how did she get evil because since now she's pretty much the big bad yeah yeah which definitely she is or one of one of the big bads there's levels. There's, le- there's layers, <laughs> like an onion. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it from? I don't remember. Uh, Shrek. Shrek, okay. Yeah. When Shrek will appear? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, he's DreamWorks. Oh, uh, wrong company. But anyway, so there's that with the heart trick. Okay. Does Rumpelstiltskin really need to be every fairy tale character ever? First, he was the beast. Now, he's the crocodile from Peter Pan. I, but he's I, such a good actor. He he is such a good actor. But <laughs> so good. I, and, you know, we were talking about the episode a little beforehand. Uh-huh. And uh, you, you were saying, you know, he's he's basically playing like four or five different characters. Right. I, I, w- I would buy more into the fact that he's half of the fairy tale characters you've ever heard of. Next he's going to be the big bad wolf or something. Uh, but, you know, I, I'd buy into he that fact more. big bad wolf. Because red is mm, the wolf. Yeah, yeah, I forgot <laughs> about that. 
I, Sorry, anyway. I, I just yeah. think of her as a werewolf, I guess, because she hasn't run into any pigs yet. Or has she? I need to rewatch she that episode. She probably cooks bacon at Granny's. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> she runs into those pigs every the, day. Where did the bacon come from? Anyway. <laughs> what was I talking about? I don't really know. <laughs> no. Rumpelstiltskin is every character. Yeah. Why? 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 No, I would buy into it more if there was a slightly different portrayal or he was trying to to trick people into thinking he wasn't the dark one when he was these different characters, but... You, you, would, you know, just introducing him into a familiar story and giving a couple subtle nods and lines or a chip cup, which, well, cool. I, I, I don't want to see them using this as a crutch and an excuse not to hire an actor for an episode or two, you know? Right. And, you know, yeah, seeing all that loop around is weird, but he's not really playing human characters. Mm. He's playing the Beast, which, yes, he was a prince, but... Okay, so there's that one. But he's playing a crocodile. Like, I was curious what they were going to do with the whole crocodile thing. And mm-hmm. it's definitely perfect. Yeah. Because one... his skin is kind of crocodile-y. Definitely. It's disgusting. One, one thing with naming him the crocodile, though, it kind of makes me wonder if we're going to see any interactions with him in Neverland. Because a big part of the Peter Pan story was any time that Hook was about to get one over on Pan, the crocodile would show up and he'd have to skedaddle. TikTok to it. <laughs> yes. He loved he, it. That was he awesome. He even dropped that line. That was awesome when he did the TikTok. It was, it was like, perfect. Can't, I mean, that makes the crocodile. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. makes the crocodile. Yeah, but who knows? Maybe we'll see a, a story set in Neverland and Rumpel will show up. I mean, there's got to be at least one story set in Neverland. Mm-hmm. It's Neverland. We don't, we don't know Peter yet. Yeah. There has to be. And since, since Hook uh, is supposedly going to play such a big role in this season, and I mean, it's very well, yeah, implied at the end of this episode. Right, and because he's a season regular now, or a series regular. Yeah, so I, I'm sure we're going to get some flashbacks to Neverland eventually. Um, so another thing that I found really interesting was that both Belle and Mila are sort of kept women. Mm-hmm. Um, Belle's words. Um, somebody outside of them thinks they're being held against their will. Well, they're definitely there willingly. Like Belle being with um, Rumpel, she's in love. She wants to be there. But her father, who is an evil, evil man, um, <laughs> thinks she's being held there captive and is under a spell or something. And mm-hmm. no, she's come out of the spell to see it and is happy. And just like Mila, where Rumpel thought she was being held by Hook, was really there because she was in love. Hmm, strange parallels. Hmm. Yeah, I, I do have to take issue with you saying that uh, Belle's father is an evil, evil man, though. Because think about it. The last I, time he saw his daughter was, you know, a dozen years before the curse ever happened. Right. You know, so he I he's really just looking out for her best interest, but he wasn't there during the Beauty and the Beast episode where, you know, Rumpel found out that, you know, she loved him and they, they fell in love and then I they got know. torn he's... apart. He doesn't know any of that. Yeah, I know. But then he was like trying to control her. I have mm-hmm. I, the controlling thing, not a fan. Yeah. Even with... Rumpel let go. And when he had Smee show up at the library I should have known that was coming. We'd they sang this song. Much. No, they didn't. 
They did. For this. Probably not. Probably not. Good. Good. I'm going to turn it off. Let's <laughs> get it away from the microphone. <laughs> right. I will never play that again. Cool. During the entire rest of the episode, I promise. Till next week. <laughs> um, but anyway, this is you. Okay, one thing I noticed about this episode, it's the first episode, I might be the first episode of the series, we didn't even get one little scene with Regina. Yeah. Which, yeah, we won't get into spoilers too much, but based on the previews for next week's episode, that might be the reason. I'm sure it's the reason. But yeah. I, I'm kind of wondering if she's up to anything, or if she's just like, hanging out in her PJs, bemoaning the loss of her but job. But where is she? Because last we saw, she was packing things up. Mm. She was leaving, she was kicked out of being the mayor. Where the hell is she gonna live? Sorry. I I see her like living in a hut in the forest or something. Is me? Probably not. Probably, probably not. not. She probably she probably found. Have you seen her wardrobe? That is not <laughs> forest wardrobe. So yeah, I'd like a uh, you know since they're basing it off the uh, Disney Snow White, I, th- I it'd be cool if we got like the ugly witch version of of. Uh, I would love just the evil excuse queen. me, see the ugly witch version. Yeah. Because she's always been done up and pretty and gorgeous and fabulous. Mm-hmm. And Well, you know what? We did get that a little bit in the first Mad Hatter episode. Remember? Because she, she was she was selling something at that street market. Oh. I'd have to go watch that again. Yeah, <laughs> I it... can't even pull that one out. <laughs> um, we'll yeah, I mean, I mean, I'd like to know what Regina was up to. But we, do, we have, have had so much Regina-centric. Mm-hmm. Even already in this season, there's been a lot for Regina and Cora and that whole family. It's nice mm-hmm. to have a little bit of a step back. All, all I'm Get saying, all, all I'm saying, I love Rumple. I love learning more about Rumple. I love get, becoming more and more sympathetic to Rumple. Regina was missed by you, by me, and the Evil Regals. <laughs> <laughs> so charming. While we all appreciate that you are down in the mines trying to find that fairy dust, was that really the best use of your time? Let alone running around and helping Mr. Gold, the guy responsible for the curse. For reals! And Henry, what are you doing? You're just standing there with a basket of muffins? (laughs) Like, what is that? Go to school. Go learn something. Your wife and daughter were sucked into another land that you're just barely thinking probably exists. And the, the the best w- things you can do to try and forward the goal of finding them is swinging an axe. And that's about it. And, you know, picking up your daughter's badge and filling in. Right. Like, filling in as the sheriff, he's not even doing that well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's not even doing that well. I think he's having a lot of trouble combining Charming and David. Mm-hmm. I think his blending is having the hardest time of any character. Yeah, and j- just go to charming. Just be mm-hmm. charming. Can we just forget most of what David did because he's so weak? Yeah, you you know what? I, I, I now that I think about it, this episode, this was he he wasn't charming. He was he was basically David. He was David. Yeah, but there was no charming there. There was no charming. Yeah, step it up, PC. Step it up, charming. Step <laughs> it up. Okay, so. At the end of the episode, uh, we see that that Hook is in uh, the Enchanted Forest, which you know we've seen other characters from supposedly other lands there. But I, I considering 
we see the last time we see Hook in the past before we see him in the modern day Enchanted Forest, he's going to Neverland. I, I really think it kind of points to the fact that the Enchanted Forest. It almost confirms that the Enchanted Forest is a dumping grant, ground for all the lands. Right. It still doesn't explain why some characters who were in other lands, as far as we know, like Smee in this episode oh, or Jefferson the Mad Hatter who was right. in Wonderland. Like, why did it pull some and not others? There yeah. Has, I can't wait for that definition to know mm-hmm. what was the selection process. Like, yeah, it, it was a curse. It was supposed to hit everybody. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I guess it wasn't definitely a blanket because she purposely took maleficent as the dragon yeah like there were things how how are you able to do mm-hmm. that there was some specificity to the curse. right and i mean you can see why cora would not have been brought mm-hmm. over i don't i don't think rumple consciously didn't bring hook well it, when uh Rumpelstiltskin confronts me and, you know, he's asking him where your boss is and everything. I think that's a pretty clear indication that he he wasn't responsible for choosing who went where or right, anything. Right, right. Which there must, there must be another power at work, which I, I would think Korra. Korra. Because, you Definitely. know, she's there, she's there in the Enchanted Forest kind of, you know, building up a big resistance to take two Storybrooke. So right. uh, so she would be the obvious candidate, but, it, I mean, it could be someone else, too. I, they, there, could there could be another mystery out character there. out there Definitely. pulling some strings. There's always a chance. All right. And last but not least, vanity report. Let's be honest. How the heck did Belle sneak out of Mr. Gold's wooden floored house in that dress and heels place? Those those were not small heels. We're going like a solid four inches. I mean, I know she's short, but I'm not sneaking around town in heels. Maybe when she got out of his bed, she tied some of his pillows to her feet. For inappropriate, a... inappropriate. Okay, I I think it was basically implied in this episode that well, they were living together. What do you expect? They they, they are they have a physical relationship. Why must we discuss the physical relationship? Come on. Okay, but if if you're all about Rumbell, I'm not all about Rumbell. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's funny that they have a name. You have to admit it. Just just imagine them lying in bed no. together. And you said you wouldn't play this stars. anymore. I would rather something from the Disney movie. This is not. This is not good. But that doesn't have Bell working in a library. That's Which why this is discussed. <laughs> um, also, does everyone have leather pants? There's there's leather pants abound in this episode. Mm-hmm. Well, Hook's got leather pants. Ruby's got leather pants. I feel like we've seen David in leather pants at some point. I know we've seen Snow in leather pants and Emma in leather. What is with the leather? Well, Did someone get a deal. If if I know anything about medieval times from lots of leather, briefly playing Skyrim, it's that le- leather actually can be pretty effective armor. It's not like chainmail or Ruby was in Storybrook serving tables. There's stuff going down in Storybrook now. <laughs> <laughs> you never know when you're going to need it. That's her safety. I'm going to throw up my thigh. <laughs> so, speaking speaking of. Uh, Strange going on in Storybrooke, though. Um, Ruby mentions, or, you know, a plot device when they're trying to find Belle is yes. that Ruby is getting some of her her enhanced sense senses of smell. back. 
So I'm hoping I'm I'm, I'm hoping we see her transform. We're totally going to see her because she looks at gold. Guess it's the wolf. <laughs> Love it. She's starting to be one of my favorite characters. She's moving on. Up. Mm-hmm. Every time she asserts herself. I love it. I noticed her hair was a lot darker in this episode. She than just it has didn't have been, the red though. highlights. Yeah. And she was wearing an ugly hat. Mm-hmm. It was a really ugly hat. Remember? remember? I had a very uh, Degrassi moment with that outfit. <laughs> like no? how so? From like the classic Degrassi, there was the hat. No? No? Mm. Okay. Just me. I, I can't pull up a mental image. Mm. You weren't as obsessed as me. Hold on. It, maybe I need no, to. No. Do not play that song again. Put down the iPad. Okay. I won't you. play it. Okay. I promise. Don't. I'm watching you. Okay. 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 Um, last thing for my vanity report. Guy liner. Love the guy liner. Thank you, Hook. <laughs> Thank you. And as somebody pointed out online, I think it was in Reddit, pirates actually did line their eyes with coal. So this is an accurate portrayal of pirates. Mm-hmm. We all just enjoy it. <laughs> so overall, what do you give the crocodile? I'm going to give the crocodile, I think, a Mm 7.5. It was a good episode. There were a few parts that dragged a little. I could have used a little more other characters. Mm -hmm. Let's branch out a little. There are a lot of people in Storybrooke. Yeah. I know, you know, a season's like, what, 22 episodes or something? Mm -hmm. But come on. Yeah. I'll give it like a 7 or a 7.5. It, it was a good episode. I love I love Rumple. I love episodes that focus on Rumple, especially his backstory, especially before he became the Dark One. Yes, but it it really didn't do much to advance the plot. It was a lot of exposition. It didn't do anything to advance. Like there was like, no. Basically, the only thing that really got advanced was uh, Bell in Rumpelstiltskin's relationship, and Bell, uh, you do know, not play that starting music to work again at the library. Oh. A story. We're going to lose listeners. We don't have that many. (laughs) Tell a friend. I'm going to leave it playing for a minute. We're going to get shut down. We're getting shut down. No, that's fine. This was like, I think this was on CBS, so Disney probably doesn't really care about the rights anymore. Okay, seriously. Let's move on. Okay. We've got news to get to. We've got news to get to. (laughs) Do, 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 do. News. Okay, first up, the ratings, which, again, went up. Yay! Uh, this story is from Entertainment Weekly, uh, where we get a lot of our stories from, actually. This week. It's different every week. Thank <laughs> you. No, actually, Entertainment Weekly, especially their Inside well, TV blog, yeah. uh, they, they are very passionate about the show, which is cool. But uh, they say, Once Upon a Time's ratings went up Sunday night during an eagerly eagerly anticipated episode introducing Captain Hook to the fantasy series. The ABC hit, which is also Entertainment Weekly's current cover story, delivered 9.7 million viewers and a 3.3 share in adults 18 to 49. That's up 10% following a couple post-premiere ratings drops in recent weeks. So, show popular as ever. A lot of people tuned in. They were curious about Hook. Good times. Keep going. Once upon a time. Time. Okay, another article from um, Entertainment Weekly was an interview with the creators about possible um, characters. 
that could be introduced into Storybrooke. Yeah, and this is really good. Uh, you can check out the show notes for this episode at greetingsfromstorybrook.com, and we'll have a link to this article. You definitely want to take the time to read the full Yeah, thing. there are some good ones. One, the very first thing, Robin Hood. Absolutely, definitely in bounds. That already sounds to me like they've already got some of that written. He might be coming in this season. Yeah. When, when you give an absolutely, mm-hmm. he is already cast or in casting at least. Yeah, I'd say since we haven't heard anything about him or got any shots of half. mysterious cast members or something like that, it'll probably be the second half. It'll be in the second half, but that's really, really encouraging. Um, this one I enjoy. Seeing as how I love Guyliner, uh, <laughs> Captain Jack Sparrow, and they both go, <gasps> they would love to have Captain Jack Sparrow, but they must have Johnny Depp do it. Johnny, mm. Johnny, please. Your fans are begging you. See, we, please. I don't think an appeal to Johnny is going to work. He's way above the range that, he you know, they'd be podcast. willing to pay. Or, no, <laughs> but I, th- I think a fan came fan campaign focused on Johnny Depp's daughter who's in the demo for this show if she becomes a fan of the show or she is a fan of this show and she finds out that the creators want to use him bingo bingo bongo Captain Jack Sparrow and Storybrooke let's do it somebody start a letter writing campaign or we can start a kickstarter let's do a kickstarter (laughs) I don't know how much we'd need to put that at nor anything we could offer but uh Hour-long episode of a show shoots about a week, a week of Johnny Depp's time. Way more than the internet's going to be able to raise, probably. Especially, yeah. 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 Well, I, if anybody's motivated, you start that. I'm in. I'm in <laughs> for 10 bucks. Um, see, um, other good ones. Wizard of Oz. Um, they've been talking about Oz since day one. And one of the pages, actually, in Henry's book shows the flying monkeys. Um, in Jefferson's hat, it seems to be an emerald curtain. Oz is another when, not if. Mm-hmm. So that's probably another person that they're going to try and bring in, I'd guess, next season from yeah. the sounds of it. Like that Jefferson's hat, they got to get mm. that rebuilt. It, <laughs> it seems to be the link to everything. Um, yeah, well, they, they, they said in that interview a couple weeks ago that Jefferson's hat and Henry's book. If you look at the first appearances of both, Mm -hmm. uh, you'll get a lot of clues about where they're going with a lot of things. Where they're going, yeah. Um, One thing I thought was interesting on here, I mean, they they name a lot of other characters too, but uh, one that jumped out to me just because I'm a fan of the BBC show, BBC, uh, is uh, Sherlock Holmes. But they said they thought about using him, and they were originally going to have the sheriff be Sherlock Holmes, which I think would have been really neat. But they said there were rights issues, which kind of confused me because Sherlock Holmes is in the public domain. I mean – But I think it might be because – there's Sherlock out right now. But there's also that elementary on CBS. That's where I'm going. And that's because Sherlock CBS. is public domain. Right. But they might not have wanted to. Maybe. Like, the, yeah. All the competition for a Sherlock Holmes mm-hmm. character. And at this point, can you really beat Benedict Cumberbatch? No. No. You definitely can't. But, you know, maybe if elementary fails, maybe, you know, next season it could happen. Because, like I said, you know, he's in the public domain. I mean, anyone could go 
Why are you and it, it, <laughs> anyone could go and print up a copy of any of the Sherlock Holmes stories and put them in a library. Oh, I knew it was coming. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And he edits this, so I have no control. <laughs> I'm going to have this memorized, too. Okay, yes. turn it off. Okay. 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 Um, but like he said, the link will be in the show notes. There's a lot of other people that are discussed. Mary mm-hmm. Poppins, uh, Little Mermaid, Tom Sawyer, Genghis Khan, Mickey Mouse, if you really want to go that route. <laughs> Tron. Tron, Tarzan. And you can look, um, read um, the creator's reactions to all of those there. Mm-hmm. Okay, and our... Oh, we have uh, two more bits of news here. two more, yeah. (laughs) Okay, uh, first of all, of the two, first of all of the two, (laughs) it has to do with the two. It's season two of Once Upon a Time, which we're in episode four right Right now, is already available for pre-order on Blu-ray and DVD. That's crazy. Yeah, that is pretty crazy. No special features listed. But no, you know there will be. Yeah, no, no breakdowns of what might be on the disc. But if you want to get ready to get your DVDs or Blu-rays of the series about a month after the show goes off the air, <laughs> you can get you can pre-order the Blu-rays for fifty-five ninety-nine on Amazon, and we'll have the link in the show notes. All right, and last but certainly not least, um, a discussion that was going on on the Once Upon a Time subreddit this week. Was... Which is reddit.com slash r slash once upon a time if you've never been. A lot of decent discussion. It's not there. bad. There's there's a little bit here, a little bit there. Not too much of the role play people in the comments, which I'm not a fan of. So <laughs> I like going to Reddit for my news. Um, but this is sort of a discussion on people were confused with the curse. And let's see. Um... Let's see. Uh, in an interview last season, they said that the curse consumed multiple worlds. Presumably, Wonderland was one of them, as was Neverland, judging by Smee's presence. This also explains why the hat now defaults to dumping people in the remnants of fairy tale world in the other lands it w- once led to no longer exist. The next person, let me get this straight. If that's the case, then the curse somehow only managed to affect some people in each world. Korra and those in the Enchanted Forest still left behind in Fairytale Land, while the main cast, Smee and Jefferson, got moved to Storybrooke. That seems really weird to me. Ugh, Rumple. Um, <laughs> let's see. I thought the implication was that there was another power at work here, whether Korra or someone else. Hey, we talked about that earlier. Yes, we did. Somebody else is with us. <laughs> um, shielded certain people or areas from the curse. Ah, scroll too far. Sorry. As far as we know, it's indeed the curse. What we don't know, however, is why the curse spared some and not others. Rumple, not knowing about Hook, wasn't in Storybrooke, suggests that he had no or very limited control over who was left behind in the old world. Um, uh, writers, uh, they need to clearly explain the rules of magic and how it works. Using easy outs to explain potholes is l- plot holes, not potholes. <laughs> <laughs> Is lazy writing. This is apparently lazy reading. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there are plot holes or lazy writing. It will eventually be explained. You can't have all of the answers at once or there will be fewer ep- episodes and everything will be crammed into an hour with too much going on. One thing about that point is that th- this show is done by a lot of the same guys who worked on Lost. And that was a common defense of Lost during its entire run. 
And I I stopped watching the second season, but a lot of huge Lost fans, their big complaint from the last episode was that a lot of those loose ends just stayed loose and open for interpretation. They didn't really tie too much up. I like that. I like being able to have a little bit of interpretation. Yeah, it's like it depends on what loose ends get right. tied up. If, exactly. If, if, if the ones that you need tied up to have closure get tied up, then that's fine. And if ones that you know can lead to fun fan theories and fan fiction and mm-hmm. stuff like that, you know, after the show has run its course, uh, it, you know, that's cool too. But uh, ho- hopefully, there won't be a lot of disappointed people who were expecting every question to be answered right. because you can never based on their every question, yeah, and based on their track re- record, that's probably not going to happen. Right, something will be left open. Mm-hmm. Um, found my other one. I had two actually Reddit discussions. Um, the second one is about evil. Um, first person is, I honestly hate Cora more than Regina. That's probably because Re- Regina is a good person shoved down a bad path by her raging beep of a mother. <laughs> uh, she didn't choose the thug life. The thug life chose her. Um, I like that, that. You like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, with both Regina and Rumpel's backstories, I think the series is saying that evil is made and not born. Yes, I was blaming her mom for both for being physically, emotionally, and magically abusive. Next person. As Rumpelstiltskin once said, evil isn't born, dearie. It's made. If snow starts down that road, you'll never get her back. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And even even in the case of Rumpel, like, I, I, obviously he became the Dark One. There was a big curse and everything. But I don't think he'd be exactly as dark as he is i mean he might even use the powers for good a bit more if he hadn't been so trampled upon in his previous life you know his classic uh you know school yeah school nerd syndrome eventually that that little kid needs to push back uh to kind of just come to an equilibrium in his own this is why we are anti-bullying bullying is bad we don't need any more evil villains anyway Okay, uh, great. And we had uh, one letter this week, which I'll go ahead one and letter. read here. Come on, people. <clears throat> we <throat> love Wynn and her letters, but we could use a few more. Yeah, if, if you want to send us a letter, you can send it to greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. You can tweet us on Twitter. If you send us an interesting tweet, we'll read it on the show. You can go to our podcast on iTunes and leave a review of the show. Uh, and we'll re- if yes. you leave a review of the show from here on out, we'll read them. We'll read them. Review us. ITunes. Let us know what you think, please. How is our? Do we discuss well enough? Do we mm-hmm. focus on one thing more than another that you would like to see? What would you like to see? We're all about the listener feedback. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it, you'll tweet us at GF Storybrook, and uh, you know we have a lot of other contact info. We have a Google Plus page, a Facebook page. We're on Friendster. We're on MySpace. We're on Friendster and MySpace. Uh, we're we're Do on GeoCities. GeoCities. <laughs> yes, uh, we have hit the big time now that we have a GeoCities. If you go down to the local library and look at the bulletin, no, no library. Do not <laughs> play it. that song again. Don't no, it. no. I'm sorry. I if you go down to the library and look at the bulletin board. Uh, you'll find us there. But if you want to find out every place you can contact us, uh, go to greetingsfromstorybrook.com. I'm so sorry. I love that song. I know, but we've heard it seven times now. I was like 13 when that show came out, and I watched it every week. I loved it. You were a special child. <laughs> I believed in magic. But anyway. Go ahead. Read the letter. To our letter from Wynn. Hi, Bill and Anne-Marie. Oh, Fair warning. 
We are going to, going to be discussing the Ooh, trailer yeah, spoiler for spoiler alert. Next week's spoiler episode, alert. The Doctor. So glad you read ahead on that. <laughs> okay. Hi, Bill and Anne Marie. From the promo for next week, we know that Dr. Whale is Frankenstein. Pretty much. I still wish Whale had been Peter, 28 years grown up. I'm a bit disappointed they went with the classic horror angle, but with running so many characters, they probably didn't need the hassle of explaining another complicated backstory. Please, please, writers, don't turn Henry into Peter Pan. I bet they will, though, with all the kids' mommy issues. So many mommy issues. So many. (laughs) You know what, if if the only way they could really do that is to involve some sort of time travel yeah, in the proceedings. Yeah, it would have to be timey-wimey, yeah, wibbly-wobbly. Would, yeah, wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. In which case, I'm all for it. I'm all for wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey, let's do it. <laughs> the only way the show could get any cooler is if they added the doctor. time travel. Oh, Real the doctor. doctor. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. Well, It'll never happen. Wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey is the doctor. Yeah, but if you haven't seen the trailer for Watch next week's episode, it. it's intense. It, it's going to be uh, a very dark Halloween episode. It's the Halloween episode, which is cool because a lot of shows don't do Halloween episodes anymore. They used to, like you, you know, like horror and all like that. every every you know back in the eighties and nineties, every network would have like a Halloween promo where every sitcom all week Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. I, and they don't do that a lot anymore, so I, I, it, it's cool they're doing a Halloween episode. Definitely. But basically, it's very heavily implied that uh, Dr. Whale is trying to bring back Regina's true love. And uh, it's kind of... It's not what she was expecting. Mm-hmm. Very, very big. Uh, just from the trailer, you get a, a large sense of a Frankenstein motif. And so it's... Definitely. You know, we've we've had actually some listeners write in yes. with that theory... That Doctor Whale was Doctor Frankenstein, but then we all seem to switch to wanting him to be Peter Pan. Yeah, I, I kind of still I like want him Peter to be Pan. He could, well, if Rumpel can be the if Beast, this and is true. Rumpel Stiltskin and the Crocodile. I don't know how Peter Pan is. Doc, no, Doctor Frankenstein. That would be a really dark turn for Peter. That would be really dark. And how did he age and all that? I don't understand. Well, I don't think we're gonna get that. It, it could be like a Kirsten Dunst in interview with a vampire because she gets turned into a vampire when she was a little kid. Mm-hmm. And so she's a little kid for like a hundred years and eventually she mm-hmm. just kind of cracks. I never saw <laughs> So that could be a uh, Dr. Whale's deal as well. But we'll find out next week, I guess. Yay! Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait. So uh, I, think, I think we're about done. That's it. Talking about this week's episode, we've already said this, but if you want to contact us, our emails greetings from storybrook at gmail dot com, our Twitter's gf storybrook, and our website is greetings from storybrook dot com. If you know the name of the show, you know where to find us. You should be able to find Google us. <laughs> Look on Google. We will come. We're on up. the Google. We're on Lycos. We're on Alta Vista. We're on <laughs> Yahoo. Why did you? That's um, We have a CompuServe forum. <laughs> Now you've gotten way too geeky for it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. But anyway, please send us some feedback. Let us know what you think. He's going to play the music again. I'm, I'm not sorry. Play the yes, music. he is. He's holding it up to the mic. I'm sorry. Here, here, put it down. Yeah, you liar. No, I did. <laughs> you didn't. I'm watching you. Don't block. <laughs> <laughs> but until next week, greetings, greetings from, from Storybrooke. Story Cover your ears. Please send feedback for him to not be able to find that next week. Once upon a time when I sing a story or I sing a rhyme, it's as though I've heard it too.
Time. 